Welcome to the For the Girl podcast. Join best friends Mackenzie Wilson and Mackenzie Baker from Delight Ministries as they talk about all things relationships, faith, and, well, girls. This podcast is for the girl expectant for her future, for the girl who is ready to grow, and for the girl who needs some honest answers. Get ready, because this is for you. Hey, you guys, welcome back for episode two. I hope you loved the first one. We got some meaty stuff in there. It was so Wow. Good. Dating series. I Dating mean, series. It's going to be fun to talk about. Yes. It's I know it's a little late, but it's not It too truly late to is a summer that. of love. I hope that everybody knows that Kenzie is going to be getting married at it the end really of all this. Is. So it really feels like we're counting down to some big stuff. It really is. It's going to be fun, which we're going to give you some like BTS, BTS, <laughs> um, super soon of that. Yeah, episodes to come. We're gonna get all the wedding deets. I can't wait. Yeah, that's gonna be really fun. But I thought we could maybe talk a little bit about like how we created this book. How to yes, prepare. people ask us all the this time. This is a really fun season of life. People ask us all the time. <laughs> My DMs are blowing up yes. with questions. About no, but this. people do ask us like how they how do you come up with the types. Yes. Where, where did you write this book? How do you do okay, this? Okay, so here's where, how it goes, guys. Um, I'm starting the story, Ken. Sorry, I just stole it from yes. you. Uh, no, but, I didn't so we that. have this other book called For the Girl, which is full of stories. It's about, incredible. Yeah, it's incredible. It's full of stories about dating and relationships. Like each chapter in the book is like for the girl who's in a new relationship, for the girl who's dating a non-believer, for, for the, the girl, girl who's, who's lost hope and love, had her heart broken. And also for the girl who's doubting her relationship, who's under the name Peyton. But it's really Ken's writing it's under really a ghost my name. story. And it's really my kind of breakup story with the guy I was with for it's five years. full so of the tea. If that what did you doesn't get you to name him in the book. I cannot remember. Okay, it's really funny. Uh, but yes, okay, <laughs> so we had this other book called For the Girl and um, Ken's was like adamant that we needed to write a part two. Yeah. And we were like, we, but we had no time to write a part two and to get it all done. Yeah. And so she was like, well, we'll make it like a workbook. Like it'll be more like part two of For the Girl will be like you working through, you know, dating and relationships. And yeah. basically, so we didn't have to put any more words in the book. We thought workbook was a great idea. Yeah. <laughs> That's how we think, guys, sometimes. But um, pretty soon, the idea just took a whole like new oh, yeah. take, basically, because we came up with this idea of what if we had a the quiz that helped you kind of like figure out your dating style. Yes. And then it took over our life basically. Because it is incredible. Like it's so often we're so confused when dating. We're like, why do I act like this? Why am I so scared of this? Why do I want this so much more than the other person? We realize like everybody truly has different approaches in yeah. dating and we shouldn't be comparing one to the other. It's just kind of like the way you go about it. And so after a lot of research, <laughs> AKA sitting in our office and scheming. drawing on our whiteboard and then calling our interns into our office and being like, does this match you? Does this make sense? And, and then so being like, yeah. And us being like, Oh, we're we, like, we, we did, did it. it. <laughs> so we came up with these six different dating personalities, which you're learning throughout this whole yeah. podcast and learn. And then you can learn more in our book, how to prepare for your future love story. Yeah. But if you haven't taken the quiz for the girl.com for the girl.com and you'll learn what yours is. It's so important and so helpful in the whole dating. Scene. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, then uh, after we created the types, we were like, okay, now we need to write like the content of the book, which is going to be all about like, 
different ways that you can invest in your time while you're single to prepare for your future love story. And yeah. so we decided to go to New York City. New York City. We were like, okay, we need to go on a retreat to write this book, like trying to just get away. We've heard of other writers doing that. So we were like, whatever you did, we're going to do. And yeah. they probably went to the woods somewhere in a cabin. <laughs> we're the opposite. We went to New York City and we literally sat in every cool lobby hotel, like a hotel lobby all over the city, yeah. which is so we random. so many friends. French fries. We ate so many French fries. I don't know what else. We probably ate a lot of things just mindlessly as yeah, we were writing. Yeah. But it was so fun. We, it was so fun. We wrote this book while we were there and it's been so fun to like see it take a shape of its own. And one of my yeah. favorite parts about this book, because we talk about and we're talking about in this podcast, you know, these five ways that you can prepare for your future love story. And then there's also these different types and the profile of each type, you know, the romantic, the independent. But at the end of every chapter, it talks about how yeah, this is the good. specific way that you prepare. So you remember last week we talked about solidifying your identity. This week we're going to talk about like healing from your past. But it talks about how each one, each one of the types specifically does that yeah. and specifically approaches that. And yeah. so you learn so much so about yourself. Takeaways. There's yeah. so many takeaways. It's really such an awesome and cool resource. And so... I mean, we could talk about it all day long. We could but talk about it all also, day long. I just opened up the book and it it's smells so, so good. Oh, I was about to say it's so cute. Too, it's also so cute. But you know those books that smell good? Like yeah, when I you get a new that. textbook in high school? I, I sprayed perfume on all of them. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> no, it just smells like a new fresh <laughs> I did it, book. I did it. So um, it's amazing. And it's the cutest color. It's this, it's periwinkle, which is one of my did favorite colors. Did you guys colors. know if you want to write something, it's really great to get away and you know, you think that the best place to work is at coffee shops, but low key, we just like hotel really, lobbies. Hotel lobbies are where it's at. Like, you can sit there for way longer and you don't have to feel. And like there's comfier chairs. Comfier there's chairs. always an outlet. And they don't look at you weird. It's like, yeah. okay. To Especially go to in New York City where the, co the coffee shops are so small. Yeah. You got to go to the hotel so lobbies. So if you are thinking about doing something like that, just remember hotel lobbies. Okay. Okay. Okay, that's the story behind how to prepare for your future love story. That's um, pretty fun. But now it is time for the... The book is Periwinkle. Periwinkle. Yes. Do you now know that color? Yes. It's like purpley, yeah, blue, uh, blue pink. Okay, sorry. Okay, what is this thing called? The Summer Bucket of Love? Yeah. Okay. All right, guys. It is time for the Summer Bucket of Love. Every single week we have questions about dating in a bucket. We pull one out. We and don't know which one we're going to get. And ask each other. So, Ken's Ray Baker, is there something you would never tell the podcast about your dating life? Because I guess Ooh. apparently now you have to tell the podcast. <laughs> Uh, Let me repeat the question. Is there something you'd never want to tell the podcast about your dating life? Um, so glad I didn't get this question. Yeah, I know. This is really difficult. Um, well, I probably wouldn't tell the podcast of any minor dates I went on. Like minor? Just, yeah, like minor ones. Okay, so tell us about a minor date you went on. <laughs> well, I just like wouldn't because... well. Typically, I wouldn't, I will, but you know, because you don't want to like expose that person like right away, you know? That's very true. Okay, it's so good. you were just saying like topics you wouldn't talk about. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to give us like a secret. No, I wasn't going to give you a secret. Do you have a anything. secret you could share with us? I don't have any secret that I could share with you guys. Let me think But I could tell you about a, a minor date that I've been on before. It, oh, you, have you been on a date with any slight celebrities? Nope, never. 
No? I wish. That would be pretty cool of me. That would be cool of me. I mean, I did date a musician boy, but he's That's not. That's true. Really I feel like famous. everybody knows that. I've <laughs> said his name enough. <laughs> yeah. I've said his name a lot on this podcast. Wait, 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 wait. You should tell I them. dated. What? You should tell them um, about the one time that you went on the several dates with the Jewish guy. Oh, <laughs> well, my roommate set me up with him and he was Jewish. Well, she told me he was, quote unquote, religious. <laughs> and I didn't know. I just assumed, you know, we were talking the same. We were talking the same religion, <laughs> which just to clarify, I really wouldn't call myself religious, but that's how she put it. And uh-huh. so anyways, yeah, he ended up being Jewish. But like you thought he was really fun to hang out with. Uh, so you had I a hard intrigued. time. You had a hard was, time ending it. Right? No, I was like, I wasn't going to be with the guy, obviously, but it was not too long ago in my adult life. And he was very grown up and very adult and very mature and cool and respectable. But literally we went on like one and a half dates like not even what, two full what dates. qualifies a half date uh quick I guess <laughs> <laughs> what we had you, nothing in common literally like, the only thing in common to, they go to dinner and it's like just an hour long and you're like yeah cool. okay, just okay like, bye <laughs> yeah <laughs> but he did kiss me Ew. oh yeah. are you serious and I didn't and you mean for went that on to one and a half date all. okay let's move on let me here's your question you guys Okay. He kissed me. I you, it was like you just Whoa. didn't do anything. Yeah. Okay. You guys. We if you didn't know, Mac is twenty seven, I'm twenty eight. I don't know where I'm going this. <laughs> but I'm saying that we've we've had like a history like it's been a lot of years. Yeah, there's of like a lot dating. of years. And yeah. so that was like one minor hiccup in the scheme of like a lot of years. Nobody's judging you, Ken. Okay. Nobody's I just feel judging like you. Also Mac is really proud that she's like four months younger than me yeah so I had to clarify I love her this age. time of the year when I'm a year younger than Ken so yeah. it's really fun and we're currently in that season oh, yeah. so it's she's really 27 and I'm 28 if we both if I said we were both 28 she would have like I would have corrected her <laughs> she would have cried okay <laughs> you wouldn't have cried okay I'm ready. okay what are you most looking forward to in marriage oh be vulnerable okay well I have two things I'll make one serious and one jokey okay And I've told you this many a times before. I cannot wait to register for kitchen things. Oh. Like, I literally am obsessed with kitchen gadgets. Kitchen net. Or wait, the kitchen. No, I don't think I want one of those. I don't like to bake. I like to cook. Okay. I don't want to KitchenAid. Oh, yeah. Um, I just want to register for all the things cooking wise. That's awesome. I love, I'm just really, really excited Forks, about that. knives. Yeah. Like all the things, bowls, like, you yeah. know, like one of those like avocado things. I should have put my registry like ad on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, you should have. <laughs> I should have um, like go to this.com. <laughs> Forthegirl.com slash kids is getting married. <laughs> um, you can probably find out in the world, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> You calling people and okay, getting you kitchen gadgets? Okay, what is your serious one? Okay, but seriously, I think that I'm most excited. Um, ooh, this is a really good question. I'm trying not to give like a too cliche typical answer. No, too, it's okay though. Yeah, you know me. I don't like. I don't like that though. Um, to have somebody to hold hands. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to hold hands. Uh, now, I really think it's somebody. 
I think that it's having somebody who's always in my corner, probably like someone who mm, who's is like just rooting for you on my team. Yeah. Like that's like the eight Enneagram in you. You're like a loyalist. Yeah. You want somebody who's like loyal to you, rooting for you. Yeah. But that would be the six. No, I, sorry. <laughs> they're tight. Sixers are tied to loyalist, but you eights have a really yeah. strong, like loyalty. Yeah. We're really loyal to our people. Yeah, and yeah. I think that Oops. that's, that's the way that I am in a lot of relationships. Like I'm really loyal. I'll, I'll show up. I'll drop anything to be there yeah. for you. And like, I think that to have somebody like that in my life who's so consistent, so always there, um, sees every piece of my life and part of me and is just always in my corner will be really, really cool and will will really be special. So I love that. Thanks for being honest. You are so welcome. (laughs) Okay, so today we have an amazing interview. Her name's Jennifer and she is the flirt. The flirt. I love the flirt. I love the flirt. I'm actually a flirt too. I find the flirts to be the most entertaining. And also I think I said this last season when we talked about dating, but I tend to find a lot of flirty friends. I all love my friends that. are flirts. They're just fun, so. cool, all the yeah, things. Yeah. Good. But Jennifer really just shared so much truth. She's she also spoke with so much kindness. One thing she talked about is just the expectation she has for her future somebody. And it is really good, you guys. Like, seriously, if you um, aren't even the flirt, like, that is so real. Oh, we, we all, all have, these expectations. have this picture in our head. Yeah. For sure. And so I think that is something we all can learn from. Yeah. Super bummed about that. And then after, we are going into our second thing of preparing for your future love story. And it is absolutely incredible yeah if I will yes. say myself yes oh it's so good we're talking about kind of healing from your past and unpacking your baggage yes. it's gonna Up-rooting be rooting things so you're yes. healthier and happier yes it's going to be such an awesome action-packed full of truth episode get ready so let's get into it Woo! okay yay we are so excited to have Jennifer on our podcast podcast you guys she is the flirt how do you feel Ooh, about being the flirt? the flirt gosh you know I don't know there's good and bad to it I think there's good and bad to everything but the flirt <laughs> gosh we'll, we'll, we'll dive into yeah, that we'll dive <laughs> yes. into it. it's kind of a funny one you know but it's it, I'm so excited to learn from you and get all your insights so before we dive in could you just share a little bit about yourself what you do all the things yes my name is Jennifer Smesta I'm a country artist and songwriter in Nashville, so Tennessee. Cool. I actually just signed a record deal. So <laughs> things are happening. Shout out to Jesus for, for the deal. <laughs> yes, I love so, it. you know, m- my song that broke out is called Half the Man. It's actually a father daughter dance song and what to look for oh. in a future husband. So this is pretty fitting. Uh, wow. So, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm very excited so awesome. to start recording. Some I'm actually music. looking for a song to dance. Oh, to. my gosh. Should, I'll, should I? I'll come sing it. Oh my, oh my goodness. goodness. Did this just yeah. happen? Wow. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow, wow, Oh wow. my goodness. Okay, so could you tell us a little bit? Well, first of all, I kind of cut you off. Did you have anything more to share nope. about yourself? Nope, that's it. You okay. can look it, look it up on, yes. I don't know, there's a music video on YouTube. So okay. if you want to see half it or have it for your wedding. Half yes, the man. Half the man. Okay, I love it. Um, also, could you share your uh, Instagram handle for us just right now? Yes. So it's at Jennifer Smested. Uh, last name's kind of hard. I don't know if you'll have it written down, but S-M-E-S-T-A-D. So Okay. Perfect. Yeah. Amazing. Okay. Can you tell us a little bit about your current dating status and then just like your 
dating life and yes. history a little bit. <laughs> I could talk about this for yes. hours. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I am currently in a relationship. Uh, our one year anniversary is actually this month. <gasps> Ooh, so congrats. Thanks. So he's a wonderful man. Um, finally got it right. So I mm. honestly, dating history is horrendous. <laughs> I dated, I did, I, I knew how to pick them. You know, mm, I just, I yeah. dated the worst guys for me. I think I, I was the flirt and I kind of, I came from a private school in junior high and elementary mm-hmm. school and then a public high school. Mm. So I think like the first guy that was interested in me, I was like, Oh, I guess I like him too. And then yeah. just went with it and ended mm. up dating them for years. Yeah. So I don't know that my dating history is kind of very intense and I dated people who I thought I could fix and and you know when when you learn you are not whatsoever equally yoked with with any of those Mm. type of guys and and I thought I could lead them into being the leader and Mm. that never happened so finally I'm dating someone who loves the Lord is a leader spiritually and in every way he's a leader and it's it's incredible I'm like Mm. wow this is refreshing that's so awesome. Wow. So like truly like a recovering flirt over here. Oh recovered, you know, all the things. I love it. I love it. Okay. So I'm going to read through some of the tendencies of the flirt and we'd love to have you just kind of pick maybe like one or two that really stand out to you that you're like, oh my gosh, do I have a story about that? Or have I experienced that? And so I'll just read through these and then we can kind of jump in after. So the tendencies of the flirt, number one, they feel validated through physical intimacy. Number two, they want guys to fall in love with them, even though they maybe don't have feelings for them. They are always looking for an excuse to run. They create unattainable expectations for potential relationships, and it's difficult for them oftentimes to express their feelings or show love. Did any of those stand out to you? I guess a little bit in each. I think, what was the first one again? Uh, Feeling validated through physical intimacy. That, so one of my love languages Mm. is physical touch, Mm -hmm. and then another one is words of affirmation. So those two together, yes, definitely feel validated. Mm. If someone won't, this is where I had a hard time in relationships. Like if someone wouldn't hold my hand in public or something, I automatically freak out. I'm like, oh my gosh, you don't love me. So yeah, I've definitely always saw it validation in that area yeah. and, and still yeah. do it. And my boyfriend actually knows that about me. So mm-hmm. he's, he's really great in that way, but also it led to horrible things that I regret yeah. in the past with, yeah. with mm. ex-boyfriends going too far when, mm. when you shouldn't have, and not, not having that spiritual leader as I talked yeah. about in the past and, and kind of either not being strong enough or not feeling loved to not give into that. So yeah. I, yes, definitely have, yeah. have fallen into all of that. <laughs> That's so real. Yeah. You know, it's kind of, the types are all kind of like funny, you know, it's like, what are, what are I, why are we even identifying our type? But it's things like that where you like can know a tendency and be like, yes. oh my gosh, mm. this is kind of how I respond. This is what I'm like dating. And so I can like have a little like flag there in yes. my life yeah. to know when to, just to be aware of it. Yep. But okay, I want to talk about a big one. I think this is something like all, flirts uh, I'm a flirt mm-hmm. too yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, is um, unattainable expectations like even in a relationship right now like do you ever feel like you put like expectations and don't com- communicate them to Rob and then you guys find yourself in a bad place or have you like ever if he didn't reach those expectations you like kind of unlo- 
knowingly start to like look to other guys. You're like, oh, I don't know. Is he the one for me? Yes, you know? he and I actually are both the flirt. So we both Uh-oh. have these huge expe- <laughs> expectations on each other. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, it gets messy. So we, mm. we have arguments because of that. And more than looking to other guys or he looks to other women, I think we start to resent each other. So yeah. we hold it in and then we start to resent each other. So it gets dangerous. That's we good. really have to learn to communicate and we really have to learn he specifically has a hard time asking for what he expects or asking for what he wants because he feels like I should just do it. Mm. Yeah. And, and so I, you know, I kind of do that too, but him more than I do. So it, it's hard. We've really learned that, gosh, communication is so important. But mm. another thing that he expected was we're in a relationship now. We're committed. We want to move into marriage. So, mm. you know, you, you obviously drop past relationships and, and that kind of stuff. And if... I guess he had expectations that I necessarily never did in past relationships because I didn't have that spiritual leader. Mm. I never had a good Christian relationship with Jesus as the foundation. So I didn't necessarily know what was appropriate, what was inappropriate with having relationships from people from the past. Mm. So he had all these expectations on me and I'm like, this is my first, I guess, good relationship. I don't really know what I'm doing People always cheated on me, and I've always been the faithful one. So I I feel like I do nothing wrong. But I'm like, wow, I actually am unintentionally flirting with a bunch Mm. of people, and I don't even know it. And and he has a reason to kind of feel upset or or like, hey, what the heck is going on? So that's where flirting can be dangerous, too, is is you kind of do it, and you don't even know it. Yeah. 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 I I think that's true in life. For the Girl Fam, I am so excited to tell you about a new resource that we have called our Prayer Pad. I don't know about you guys, but sometimes when I enter into my time with Jesus every day, I have no clue what to do. Like, what should I journal? What should I talk to the Lord about? Where should I write my scripture notes? Well, this solves all of your problems. It's a notepad that literally walks and guides you through prayers with Jesus each and every single day. I've been using it for the last two months, and it has been a total game changer every single day. I cannot wait to wake up and be with Jesus. You can get one over at ForTheGirl.com and Trust me when I say run, don't walk to get one because they will sell out fast and it's amazing and you need it right now. I think that oftentimes it comes from, I think a lot of women that I know that are the flirt, like they are looking for that validation and attention and it's almost become so second nature to them because Mm -hmm. they're constantly craving it and wanting it and looking for it. And a sentence from the book talks about how uh, somebody who's like single but who's the flirt can find freedom and it says freedom and singleness for the flirt begins when she stops the cycle of temporary affirmation and seeks the permanent love of God when you truly recognize how vast yet specific God's love is for her he'll be enough to fill the void and so was there even a moment like maybe in your singleness maybe before you started dating Rob where you kind of had this like wake up call or moment where you went oh my gosh like I've kind of been you know seeking all these temporary relationships quick fixes and like I have got to like change this up or else I'm just gonna like continue on down this path hundred percent so from breakup from my last relationship to leading up to when I met Rob was about Mm. a year and throughout that whole year was a lot of hurt and pain and like I just want my husband and God why can't I have this and actually during that time I hardly talked to anyone because I was Mm -hmm. like I am not 
going to fall into being in another relationship when I'm not ready. So I was like, I really need to heal properly. And it was hard because I was like, oh, cute guy. I want to flirt with this guy or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Or someone would come along and I'm like, not right time, not right mm. timing. Um, someone actually tried to set my boyfriend and I up before I was told I was ready. Wow, so I was like, crazy. you know what? I, I'm not ready for mm. this yet. And of course, God led us to meet mm. organically later mm. on. So it worked out. But yeah, it can get you in trouble. So th this was the first time I finally learned to just give it to God. And, and yeah. I was still aching and longing for that and talking to my friends and roommates all the time, like, when do you think my husband's going to come? And yeah. I guess kind of flirting with my girlfriends and trying to get it out. <laughs> That's, That's amazing. amazing. The girlfriends are the default. Yes. I love that. Okay, there's some amazing things about the flirt. Yeah. Though. You know, the flirt is like the one that's like the most approachable, you know, yes. and like fun and flirty and open and honest about her feelings. Yes. Like, do you feel like that's so true about you? A hundred percent. I, my boyfriend is just like, oh my gosh, Jen, I know every feeling you ever feel. <laughs> I'm like, well, hey, I'm an open book to you. I'm not an open book yeah. to everybody, but to the person I'm committed mm. to, I am. So definitely, yes. Yeah, I love that. That's so good. So beautiful, I think, because oftentimes I think so many people are like so afraid of their feelings and emotions and looking stupid and all that. And I feel like flirts are just so good about putting it all out there, not being afraid of rejection, all those things. I think yes. it's really powerful and good. Yeah. And so, so man, good. I really love the flirts. I, I always know. joke and say, actually all my like close friends are flirts. I love that. So I personally love flirts. That's right. <laughs> okay, Jennifer, before we go, could you give us a little segment of half the man? Oh, my oh. Gosh. wait, wait, like sing it or maybe yeah. I'll just do lyrics. No, 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 we got to sing it. Okay, okay, oh guys, you're going to hear the raw. I'll, I'll do a little bit of the chorus and then you can go look up the rest on iTunes. Okay, okay. Spotify, so exciting. Okay, I'll give you a moment okay. of silence. What's the, what's the chorus? <laughs> Daddy set the bar real high, showing me what a real man looks like. It's going to take one to fill those shoes. In his eyes, nothing less will do. He's got to be a man of God. Keep it tied when he ties that knot. Lucky as a girl's ever going to get to love a man that's half the man that my daddy is. Oh, oh I love it. That is so good. That is so I mean, good. the like most precious lyrics, number oh one, gosh, and your voice you. is incredible. So good. I don't even know if I sing it in the right key. So well, to go listen to I the thought right it was version. perfect. Okay, good. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much, Jen. Of course, you are the thank best. you so much. I love you guys. All right, guys, we are back for week two, talking all about ways that we can prepare for our future love story. Yes. You know, last week we talked about solidifying your identity. We were in that moment with Peter and Jesus where, you know, Jesus or Peter understands the fullness of who Jesus is. And then Jesus turns right back around and speaks identity over Peter. That hyped me up. That got me pumped. So good. Solidify that identity. So here we are ready for week two. And this week we are talking all about healing from your past. And I know what you're thinking. Oh my goodness, that sounds kind of awful. Like you're probably going to need the tissues. Like there might be some tears this week, you know, just uprooting no. all those tough things that you've wanted to kind of bury and hide away. But this is so, 
so important when you are kind of like in the in-between of a relationship or you're getting ready to step into a new relationship or even if you're just single and like there's lots of stuff in your past like it's so important to take the time to sit with the Lord and let the Lord really search and know your heart and really start to like unpack and heal from all of that and so we're going to kind of be talking a little bit about that but first I want to go to scripture um, and start in Psalm 139 so this is like my favorite psalm, maybe everybody's favorite psalm. It's so good. Um, and I I have, you know, used this verse so many times, but I think it's really, really helpful when it comes to kind of looking through the lens of relationships. So this is David. David just like writing this prayer to the Lord. And Psalm 139, 23 and 24 says, Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. And we're kind of going to use this as our guidepost for what does it look like to really heal from your past or to unpack your baggage with the Lord. And so I'm going to give you three things that I think this scripture really tells us to do. First, I love how David boldly and courageously asks God to conduct a thorough investigation of his heart. Like Mm. he was like, God, get in there deep, like go in all those like doors that I blocked off, all those dark hallways, all those crevices that like I haven't been in a long time. Like David was not afraid to allow God to come in and search every piece of our heart. And I think we have to do the same thing with the Lord when we're healing from our past. Like we have to go and say, God, you can go everywhere. Like, you know, help me to see those things that maybe I've even been lying to myself about. I think that's so important. So that's first up. You have to allow God to conduct a thorough investigation. Second, we have to be willing to listen to what God says after this search. Like, I love that David, he didn't just ask God to search his heart. So, you know, that he could like put the results in like a little envelope and hide them away. No, David, he was prepared to listen to all of the hard truth that God would reveal to him. Um, And he prays, you know, see if there is any offensive way in me. And I think we have to do the same thing. We have to be willing to like hear the stuff we don't want to hear. You know what I mean? That stuff that you're like, no, I don't want to deal with that. I don't want to process that. I don't want to hear that from you, Lord. And so I think we have to be really willing to listen to what God says after he conducts that thorough investigation. And then thirdly, we have to be willing to live out the things that God reveals to us. David ends his psalm by saying, lead me in the way everlasting. You see, David, he was willing and ready to put what God had so kindly to reveal to him into practice. And so I think we have to be willing to do those three things when it comes to healing from our past. We have to let Mm. God in. Let God do the thorough investigation, listen to what he says, really process it with him, sit with him on yeah. it. And then thirdly, we have to live it out. We have to like be That's willing right. to change. We have to be willing to um, be made new. And I think that's so important when mm. it comes to this talking about like kind of unpacking your baggage from your past. Yeah. These are the three things we got to step into with the Lord. Yeah, that's so good. You know, through um, just the through dating, you know, you go through moments of heartbreak where somebody like super hurt you and so maybe there's bitterness there. Maybe there's unresolved tension there. Maybe there's insecurity there. Like those things need to be unpacked. And chances are like a lot, a good amount of us have probably gone through quite a few of those. And even if you weren't the one to break up with somebody, maybe you broke up with them, but still there's like things there that need to be resolved. They need to be unpacked before 
or you meet somebody that um, is really amazing for you. And even for anybody who hasn't dated much, like I know there's a lot of unpacking even still. It might be not connected to a particular guy or a moment of heartbreak, but it's still in your life and could come out of like maybe never have meeting with anybody and there's a big like insecurity there or just a weight of your singleness that needs to be unpacked as well. And so I think all of us have a lot to do here. Um, we, of course, need to share a little story time. Well, Ken, second week in a row that you have to I be know. like the one sharing. You know that we I had really a talk enjoy before it. this. Yeah, you just sit back, relax. Sit back. I'll be the real one here. <laughs> But um, yeah, this is kind of a tough one for me to share because I probably don't typically like uh, tell the story like this. Like, don't we all want to put like a bow on things, right? Yeah. And just be like, that breakup happened and I'm Done. good now. Woo. And like we moved on. We never talked again. And um, I went through a breakup that was super, super tough. Um, I probably have referenced it a few times um, if you've listened to us before. Many so, a time. Yes. yes. <laughs> um, but it was a really huge part of my life. And yeah. um, anyways, we ended things and uh, I was single for like almost three years before I met Josh, who's my soon to be husband. Ooh, crazy. So crazy. we've been together for two years now and about halfway through our um, relationship, um, I realized that I had a ton of baggage from mm. the previous guy and the baggage stemmed from just unresolved, um, uh, like a heartbreak through that. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't, I, I think what I was looking for is it wasn't a closed door. Yeah. Um, cracked door is the worst. It was a cracked door and it snuck into my new relationship mm. and, you know, I really believe that Josh is somebody who God really did have for me and prepared for me. And um, what I hate about this is because it was my responsibility to have unpacked that previous thing and I didn't take responsibility for that. And here I was and it was creeping up on this relationship that really was like really felt so Jesus filled. Yeah. And um yeah. Anyways, I had to like halfway through this thing, like address it not only with Josh, but the previous guy. And it just was like a little bit of a backward step situation. And for years, of my relationship too. what was happening was I was just looking for ways like to knock Josh down because I was thinking about this other guy in my head. And it just like and so many ways, like creeped into something healthy. And I recognized in that moment how important it is to unpack your baggage before mm. your next like your next relationship yeah. and unpack your things in your singleness. Like it's a huge thing. And I think so many of us just like unknowingly have baggage yeah. too. If you would have asked me, I would have said like, I mean, you know, I would have been like, no, I have nothing bad well, going into this. That's what I was going to say yeah. is what I love about this is think about it. We wrote this chapter, you yeah. know, several years ago, yeah. like two or three years ago. And you probably would have said then and there, oh, yeah, I've dealt with it, you know, whatever. Yeah. And I think that there's probably work for all of us to do when it comes yes. to healing from our past. Like there's probably still work and we don't want to open that door. Like yeah. you want to leave that suitcase of all your baggage tightly zipped up. But like, <laughs> yeah. gosh, if you would do it, if you would like unzip it, do the hard work with the Lord, sit with it, like it really could like save you future hardships in your next relationship and all these different things and just better prepare you. And I think 
that's what we're talking about is like yeah. even if you're sitting there and you're like I can't really think of anything like you probably dig can. a little deeper like even the yeah. smallest moments could yeah. have felt some like baggage yes and I think we all have room to grow in this area and I think there's no better place to take our baggage and our past than to straight to the feet of Jesus yes. like I have found when I like dump my heart out before yes. the Lord he really does have the answers for me he really yeah. does have healing for me peace for me joy for me all of these things and mm. it's like my job to do the work to bring it to him yeah and that's as that's simple right. as it is it's like literally I always say it's just turning your heart upside down and shaking out all of the yeah. junk and the gunk and that's a tough process yeah um and it doesn't again happen overnight but it's so worth it and yeah. so good and so yeah. we want to give some takeaways right yes let's do it okay so the first big takeaway that we have um and the importance of healing from your past is that it will lead you to healthier relationships. I mean, mm. if we are whole people that have dealt with our stuff and we've unpacked our bags, you've learned from past experience, um, you are going to be led to a guy that's like much more healthy. If you're in an unhealthy place and you're carrying so much weight from past heartbreak or past loneliness, um, you're going to be like way more like desperate. You're going to be way more influenced by the guy. Mm. You're going to be way more attached to him. Yeah. And so it's so important to unpack yeah. Be clean, be whole, be like your full self before yeah. you meet somebody new. That's so good. I love this little line from the book that yeah. relates to this. It says, the truth is that all that baggage starts to get super heavy. Unless you're training to be a CrossFit bodybuilder, it's probably going to get yeah. pretty exhausting carrying all that weight around. Getting rid of the baggage leaves you free to travel lightly and have way more fun. You get to step That's into right. freedom with Jesus. Like there's no need for you to be carrying around all that baggage. And whether you know yeah. it's there or not, there's probably some weight attached to you that's like preventing you from living in true freedom and will prevent you from living into freedom in your future relationships. And then that's right. So that's the first takeaway we want to give you that it's going to lead to a healthier relationship, allowing you to live in more freedom. And then the second thing, and I think this is so simple, but so sweet for me to think about. Yes. It makes room in your heart for somebody new. Like yes. if you have unresolved things in your heart right now for maybe a past relationship, even even you girls who have never dated anyone, I'm guessing there's maybe like a crush you've had or maybe it's like a relationship with somebody in your family or something that is literally like setting false expectations for your future. Yeah. And I think we have to deal with that. Like I remember there was this one guy in high school, I didn't even date him, but like literally I compared the image that I had created of him in my mind to every single guy that I tried to date in college and nobody yeah. ever lived up and nobody lived up because it was a false image that I had created of yeah, him. Right. And that was baggage that I was carrying with me, even though I never dated the guy. Like, yeah. so it doesn't even mean like, Oh, I don't have to do this because I've never been in a relationship. I think all the same, yeah. there are just like expectations we've built or hurt we've built and all these different things that we can kind of process and work through with Jesus. So it leaves yes. room for somebody new. Which I love that. I love the idea of that. That's so <laughs> real and so relevant to even just what I was sharing before. Like yeah. just like creating space to like, like for your future somebody mm. and you're not so hung up on the last thing. So, so good. You guys, this is so important. If you're sitting there right now and you are like, I got a lot to unpack, like get to the feet of Jesus, dump it all out. And he will, he's the healer. That's mm. part of his character. He will heal those things. Um, and he will fill it with his, 
his love and mm. his new identity and fresh perspective. He yeah. will like restore those broken things. So sit at the feet of Jesus. Mm, um, I love there's a activity yes, in the so good. how to prepare book. That's like a little picture of a suitcase and it has four prompts that I want to give you guys. So um, you can get the book and do it in the book, but also like just write these down and um, answer these questions. It says what fears are in your bag? You know, what fears from your past have you been carrying around with you? What habits are in your bag? What habits from maybe past relationships or past hurts have you been carrying with you? And then what expectations are in your bag? That's a little bit about what I shared, but you know, what expectations are you maybe carrying into your future with you that you don't need to carry with you? And then the last one is, heck, what else is in your bag? There might be (laughs) other random things that you've been carrying with you. So sit with Jesus, answer those four questions with him. um, And also go to Psalm 139 and really process through that with the Lord. Remember, you got to like invite God in all the dark hallways that you don't want to go around. (laughs) You got to listen to what he says. And then thirdly, you got to put it into action. You got to be willing to do the hard stuff and make the change. Let's go. I'm Heal so from that excited. Past. We're going to have some whole, fresh, new, amazing women out there. You guys go chase after Jesus. Let's do this thing. We'll talk to you later.